0: The guys in the room were fine, fair kids. Creamy white. Clean features, straight backs, good posture. They knew they were sharp-looking boys. Boys in the know. They knew how to dress, how to carry themselves, how to act appropriately. They knew all the tricks. How to get attention. Girls. Access to the good things in life, 24-7. The general vibe in the room? Electric. We know how to party. It's going no way, but our way. J.W. thought, This is a good night. The boys are on top, fit for fight. As usual, they pre-gamed at Puttas, the guy with the side part. The apartment, an attractive one-bedroom on swanky gotten, had been a gift from Puttas' parents on his twentieth birthday, the year before last. JW was familiar with the family the father a finance shark who brown-nosed his superiors and kicked down at anything and anyone beneath him the mother old money the family practically owned half of stockholm in addition to hundreds of acres of farmland at a country estate in sörmland as one ought they'd finished eating the styrofoam containers were still on the kitchen counter Take out from Texas Smokehouse on lay gordsgotton high-end Tex-Mex with quality meat. Now they were drinking on the couches. J.W. turned to the curly-haired boy, nicknamed Nippa, and asked, Shouldn't we go soon? Nippa, whose real name was Nicholas, looked at J.W., replied in his shrill, pretty-boy voice, We've reserved a table for midnight. We're in no hurry.' "'Okay, then we have time for another round of Jack and Coke.' "'Yeah, well, when are we going to taste the other Coke?' "'Ha-ha. Clever. Nippa, relax. We'll have our hits when we get there. It'll last longer.' The baggie with four grams burned in the inner pocket of J.W.'s jacket. The boys usually took turns getting the weekend fix. The goods came from a darky, a blatta who, in turn, bought from some Yugo gangster. J.W. didn't know who the top dog was, but guessed. Maybe it was the infamous Radovan himself. J.W. said, Boys, I really went for it tonight. I bought four grams. That's at least half a gram for each of us and still enough to give the girls. Friedrich, the other guy with slicked hair, took a sip of his drink. Can you imagine how much that Turk must make on us and all our friends? I'm sure he makes out fine, Nipa smiled, pretended to count money. J.W. asked, What do you think his margins are? Two hundred per gram? Hundred and fifty? The conversation moved on to other, more familiar topics. J.W. knew them by heart. Mutual friends, chicks, moe and Chandon, Certain things were always a given. It's not like they couldn't talk about other things. They weren't idiots. They were verbally well-bred winners. But their interests didn't expand unnecessarily. Finally, the talk landed on business ideas. Friedrich said, You know, you don't need that much money to start a company. A hundred thousand kroners enough. I think that's the lowest capital stock. If we come up with a sweet idea, we can totally do it try to do some business, register a cool company name, appoint a board, and a CEO. But above all, buy stuff tax-free. How awesome would that be? J.W. amateur analyzed Friedrich. The guy was completely uninterested in people, which, in a way, was a relief. He'd never even asked where J.W. came from or anything else about his background. Mostly, he talked about himself, luxury brands, or boats. J.W. downed his Jack and Coke, poured himself a strong G&T. Sounds super sweet. Who will get the hundred thousand kroner? Nipa interjected, That's easy enough, right? I like the idea. J.W. was quiet. He thought about where he could get a hundred thousand from and already knew the answer. Nowhere. But he didn't say anything. Played along. Grinned. Nipper changed the music. Putta put his feet up on the coffee table and lit a Marlborough light. Friedrich, who just bought a new Patek Philippe, played with the wristband and recited aloud to himself, "'You never actually own a Patek Philippe. You merely look after it for the next generation.'